0: how uh, very much I've tried my best to give you the good life. Welcome to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics, so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone, so let's connect and heal our vibe within. Hey guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Vibe Within podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen, and if you have no idea who I am, what's up? My name's Gab. I'm a yoga teacher. I live in Miami, and this is my podcast. It's fairly new, so thank you for tuning in. It really means the world to me that you are spending time listening to me talk to you guys, and hopefully... What I share and the topics that I speak about resonate with you. Um, Each episode, I dive into a different topic that is in the realm of wellness and healing and mental health and psychology and spirituality or yoga, all the things. And it's been kind of like a verbal audio journal me, and I have this little challenge to myself right now that I am going to record one episode a day for 30 days. So if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see me always talking about what I am going to record an episode about, and I'm always asking you guys about what topics you'd like to hear about. So if you don't follow me on Instagram already, my Instagram is gypsyloveflow, and I'm always... Wanting to hear what you guys have to say And I want to know what you guys want to hear about Because that's, that's what matters um, I recorded last night And if you hear a little bit of noise in the background There's some fireworks going off And I just recorded through it Because, you know, whatever um, but it was New Year's Eve last night, and I figured what better time to record an episode, um, and it was just nice. I This episode that you're tuning into is very, very vulnerable for me. Um, once I started talking, I kind of just opened up the water gates, and the flood just started rolling through, so... Um, This is probably one of my most vulnerable episodes yet, and it's about spiritual saltitude. It's about embracing your shadow, and I really dive into how this entire year, well the whole year of 2018, has been a spiritually saltitude year, and I've kind of been in a cocoon in a way. I've also... Traveled, so I talk about that a little bit. I talk about um, the difference between loneliness and focusing on ourselves. I talked about self care and narcissism a little bit. And I I really dove into embracing our shadow and being able to release the shadow that is within us and release depression that can come from being in your spiritual solitude. And and how the mind starts to unwind when you put yourself into more of a self, um, a self-reliant routine, um, when you're not really focused on spending your energy too much with other people. Um, one thing that that's really been on my mind recently is, People and making plans and it's it's good to have that balance of saying yes and no and um, Sometimes it's just not good to feel guilty about canceling plans, but also I think it's good to find a balance So that we have our word and our integrity when we make plans with people There have been endless times when I've like quote-unquote made plans with someone And literally, while we're having the conversation, I know for a fact that they aren't going to call, they aren't going to text, and something will come up, or I just won't hear from them. No judgment, but when this continues to happen, it kind of makes me um, not take them seriously. And this has happened very frequently, um, especially with social media and how it's so easy to connect with people and quote unquote make plans. the fact that it's not in person makes it very like just wishy-washy and I've I have a lot of social media friends and lots of good vibes and energy going on and I, I love how I can resonate with so many people in the social media world but there have been times when you know I feel like I put myself out there way too much and then I just feel like they don't reach out to me so it gets to a point where I actually have to surrender and I just say you know what whatever I'm not going to put myself out there anymore and I'm going to go focus on myself and hang out with people and have conversations with people who are actually willing to exchange that energy and I understand that people get busy and people have work and family and this and that and creative projects but I'm the kind of person that just likes to be real and If I'm feeling like shit one day and somebody wants to make plans and initially, like previously, I had said that I wanted to do that. I'll just be straightforward and be like, listen, I feel like shit and I have a lot of shit to do today. So I don't think that today is the best day. Um, I'll definitely let you know when uh, my schedule frees up, though, so we can definitely do that. Like it's about communication. It's about I don't like leaving things up in the air. And, yeah, it's nice to make plans and get excited about things. But yeah, that's just my little two cents for today um, In this episode I also Get pretty deep into my last relationship and how it brought the worst out in me I get really deep into loneliness teaching yoga with the ultimate highs and lows that yoga can bring I get into bipolar depression anxiety and OCD Bad habits romantic relationships anger and irritability So yeah, I cover a lot of of different angles that comes with this whole idea of spiritual confinement and growth. And I really put myself out there for you guys because I don't know, when I'm sitting here at my living room table with a microphone, it's not as scary and it's not like a bunch of people are listening. My cat's the only one who's here and he's not even paying attention. He's looking out into space Because we're basically in space. Sometimes I really wonder what goes through his mind. But, oh, and he's doing great. I had to bring him to the vet the other day. He got dewormed. He got some flea medication. And I have to give him this, like, gross white medicine every night for seven days. And he's been taking it like a champ. Like, I swear to you, my cat, if you don't follow me on Instagram, you'll... Maybe you do, but um, I'm always posting things about my cat and I genuinely feel like I'm very intuitive when it comes to him. I feel like he is truly a little boy trapped in a cat body. And I was sensing that there was something wrong with him. I even before even before I looked it up on Google, his symptoms. I thought that maybe he had uh, a stomach worm. And so I bagged up his poop. I brought the poop to the vet so that they can test it because I didn't want them sticking something up his butthole to get poop taken out of him. That must hurt, you know what I mean? Um, and they were like, wow, how, how did you know to bring him poop to test? Like, he, he does have a stomach worm. Like, good job, Mom. And it just it hit me right there that, like, I, I'm very intuitive and clairvoyant when it comes to this cat. Like, it's, it's almost crazy because the last time that, um, I had to bring him to the vet, I had a really weird feeling that he was, um, getting an infection because he got in a cat fight outside and I was trying to heal the wound myself, but the way that the wound looked, I was getting really weird vibes from it. So, I knew that he was um, developing some kind of infection and I was right. And good thing I brought him because his organs um, would have began to shut down if I didn't bring him in time. So that uh, that was this time last year, actually. So maybe it's, maybe whatever, you know, maybe his sign is the kind of sign that goes through medical mishaps every January. I think that he was born in July, So that would make him like a cancer, I think. But yeah, it's interesting. Um, Anyways, cat tangent. So yeah, that's what the episode's about. I really hope you guys love it. And let's just get right into it. Thank you for listening. This episode is pretty vulnerable for me um, because I'm sharing my spiritual solitude story and i think that we all have a story like this um so what i'm sharing is things that are personal and i hope that this resonates with you guys um a year ago i decided that it was time for me to move into my spiritual isolation or spiritual solitude, spiritual confinement, whatever you want to call it. There's so many different terms. And I've realized that there's a difference between loneliness and focusing on myself. There's a difference between self-care and narcissism. There's a difference between, you know, balancing my self-care and healing with having fun. There's a way to say yes and no. And not feeling guilty about canceling plans and, you know, finding a balance so that you can stick to your word and your integrity. um, But also know when you just aren't feeling it with somebody. Not saying yes to everything is very empowering. Reclaiming your power and really respecting your time and energy that you put in to plans and people and situations and all that. Um, I've gone through phases of isolation in my life and usually it's when I am trying to be healthy. So it's a reflection of my health. Um, Maybe I'm switching it up and I'm trying to snap back into a wellness routine or I'm trying to stay away from drugs and alcohol I make, it, I make it pretty clear that in my lifestyle, if I'm focusing on my wellness, I don't go out to parties or gatherings, and it's also cleansing energy. I've hibernated a lot throughout my life for many different reasons, to heal, to connect, um, to feel my truths, to deal with my shadow, to separate myself from toxic people, energy, and unhealthy habits. Um, To find a higher power or spirit within me, and I feel like in this generation of entrepreneurs, it's it's full of like social loners. You know what I mean? Like people who have this strong skill set to connect with others and enjoy connecting with like-minded individuals, especially you know on social media and whatever and whatever community you're in. But once we hit our limit, we shut down. And I feel like it's because we have this sensory overload, and it it becomes to be too much sometimes. I feel like I've always sort of been on the outside looking in, and I felt like I was living in my own universe, even since I was a child. Like, in college, I went through the biggest extrovert, extrovert phase of my life, and when I look back into that time of my life, college gab is completely different. Like It's a different person, it's a different human. Then I went through isolation when I, went, when I moved to LA, but then I also had an extrovert phase when I was in LA. Um, I've had multiple different extrovert and introvert phases in Miami. So I feel like having both sides of this extrovert and introvert life That's what makes us have this full spectrum of connection and disconnection. Being in a saltitude phase of life actually forces us to focus on our emotional and mental mind frame and like what's truly going on within us because it's so easy to get wrapped up in spending time with other people and all the energy and all the events and all of the partying and all of the things. And that's just putting a band-aid on what truly is going on because when we start to question the way our relationships are going in our lives, like our friendships and our romantic relationships and our relationships with our family, chances are there's something internally going on and maybe we are projecting some kind of trauma onto the people around us. So that's a good Time to maybe go into your spiritual cocoon because it brings a lot of issues to the surface and there's no way of dumping them on to to other people. Um, As I've, you know, turned into a full time yoga teacher over the years, I've found that I've had to pick and choose how I spend my time and with who I spend my time with and what activities I'm doing you know if I if I truly want to go out to dinner with you or go out to coffee or do this or do that like then I I will and I'll I'll make it I'll make it top priority um but if I don't then if I have other things to worry about then I will continue to do that and I'll I don't like to make up excuses um and I've, I've noticed this a lot in, in relationships and acquaintances and friendships, especially um, a few different, like, times through people I've met through Instagram, um, like people who want to meet up or people who want to go take photos or something like that, and it just never happens, and, you know, I, I try not to take it personally, but... At the same time, I think that there, there's, there's a way to go about being in your own little world and being in your spiritual isolation and actually just pulling through with plans and being able to adult and have that integrity. Um, there's been a few, you know... Instances that I've just been like, okay, you know what? I give up. I'm not putting myself out there anymore. I'm not gonna ask if they want to hang out because it, it gets to a point where it makes me look foolish and silly. And if you have to keep reaching out to somebody over and over and over again, maybe they're going through something. Maybe they maybe they just have way too much on their plate and whatever. But if they're not giving you the energy or the integrity or even just following up and being like hey dude oh my god so sorry I was so busy like holy shit family this that work whatever I'd almost rather that than just no follow-up at all because then it's like okay am I gonna take it personally or did I do something wrong or do people just not want to be around me and especially with someone like me who has been you know, struggling with anxiety and depression, we tend to take things a little bit too personally at times. Um, When I get really deep into these, like, spiritual cocoon vibes, I get so comfortable and happy and content sitting and hanging out with myself and my cat, and, like, I find myself so easily annoyed with everyone around me when I've been so used to being by myself. Like, I feel invaded sometimes and like even in my house, it's it's not healthy. I, I don't think it's it's good, but I'm just sharing that this this is my shadow side and I know that I'm probably not the only one that, that deals with this, but there have been times when like one of my roommates will come home and they're just like being really loud and like slamming things on the table or I don't know, like it can be anything. It could be people outside playing crazy loud music, like that's happening right now. Um, I'm recording this on New Year's Eve, and there's people yelling and screaming outside. Um, there's loud Mexican music going. There's fireworks, and it's like this is what happens when you get so comfortable being in your own very content, very you know quiet and like safe and grounded and centered um, place. When, when somebody comes in with a loud noise or a loud conversation or uncomfortable scenario or this or that, our, our senses are weakened because we've been so used to being in our own little bubble. And I find myself getting um, very annoyed and irritated a lot easier when I'm when i'm in this spiritual solitude and you know maybe sometimes it gets worse during my moon cycle obviously but one thing i will say is that if you've struggled with depression in the past and you're you're about to go into a spiritual isolation or you feel like you're you're deepening your yoga practice or your awareness practice and your spiritual practice and you just need to be alone and you feel it coming i'm just letting you know that you might revisit depression again when you get into this solitude, Because being in your personal spiritual growing period um, is going to shock you and make you feel intense waves of loneliness. And I think that it's actually necessary to feel loneliness throughout your life. If you never feel lonely, then I don't know if that's healthy. Like I, I feel like we need, we need to really feel both sides of the spectrum. We need to feel um, overloaded with love so much that, that that breaks us into this spiritual isolation. And then once we're in spiritual iso- isolation, we need to hit the, the other side of the spectrum, which is complete loneliness and seldom and maybe just you know withdrawn and alienated. I think that it's healthy to feel both sides of life like that because it gives us more of a f- well-rounded way of being. If we're going to be around people 24-7 and constantly have, you know, feelings of we have to share everything with everyone, it's it's overwhelming. Um You know, I've been challenged so many times because I get urges to text people who I haven't hung out with in a really long time, especially when I'm, like, going through this crazy wave of loneliness that's random. And I'll want to talk to people who are toxic and people who, like, don't really give a fuck about me. But for some reason, I feel like it's necessary to take steps back and, like, revisit a friendship that's not healthy or, you know, text an ex-boyfriend that I know just literally doesn't give a fuck about me. You know what I mean? And it's like, why? Why do we do this to ourselves? Because we need we need some sort of validation. We need we need to know that somebody cares about us. And sometimes it's it's sick and twisted, but if we can get somebody to answer or show us a little bit of compassion or energy or you know, that they care, and if it's somebody who who like we don't really think cares about us but they like show us a little bit of attention then that's that's feeding our ego and it's kind of like giving us this little shock of like adrenaline just like when you go on Instagram and you are f- scrolling through your feed or you see likes that you've received or comments or whatever the fuck like that's a whole other it's it's a it's a way of receiving attention. And I definitely realized that that's why I was doing that. So I stopped. I stopped texting pretty much everyone. And what I realized is that when I stopped texting people and engaging, the more alone I felt. But I needed to feel this loneliness in order to do mental work my my personal, spiritual, mental work. You know, having a year to myself has put me into my emotional and depressive state of mind at times. Especially as a yoga teacher. Because, holy shit, the highs and lows are real. I leave sometimes, like from teaching a class or two with this natural life buzz completely naturally high from the energy exchange and and what I get from making people feel good and then and then it's back to reality back to my emotions back to my inner traumas and struggles back to my negative body image back to my feeling like shit that I'm I'm dealing with hormonal imbalance um everything just starts raining back down when i when i step out of that bliss and sometimes i come out of teaching feeling stronger than before which is awesome i love those nights i love those mornings but then sometimes i get really depressed after teaching because it just genuinely upsets me that i i find myself in these holes of depression but i can somehow help all the students in, in the class feel amazing. and and I know that of course you know every student is they're gonna leave the class and go back to their lives and revisit their issues off the mat and whatever. I'm not saying that I am healing everybody. Um, but it just really puts things into perspective when you spend a lot of time o- alone and then you get these like crazy surges of energy like, it's almost like electrifying like I get I get electrocuted when I when I step into my yoga classes because I'm I'm like this this being who is kind of in a closet all day or whatever for the majority of the day and I'm, I'm in this dark closet like doing this mental emotional work and then when I step in there I like I pretty much just like poetry purge and I just like let it all out and I I'm teaching from my heart and it's like so fucking it's like a, it's like a waterfall of just everything just flows out of me and into everybody else's bodies and practice and then I and then I receive it back so it's just like this effortless stream infinity stream of energy and then once the class is over the stream is like fucked up and you know I've always sort of struggled with depression since I was a young child I've always felt this shadow self beside me and I felt it really intense actually last night um, I can't describe it. And it's like, it's almost like the shadow self is a whole other being. And it's like, I don't know, you can you can hear the fireworks. Sorry, guys. It's like, I feel like there's another spirit within me at times. But she's this very, very dark, um, young child who is just hurting so so badly and I'm not a child anymore I I've I've made amends with a lot of things that have happened in my past and I've made amends with mistakes that I've made and I've made amends with um, having that attachment and control over friends who have fucked me over or ex-boyfriends who have fucked me over but there's still this this dark shadow, this young girl who I don't know her name, but she's within me. And she tries to step in in front of me a lot and tries to like make me feel like shit when like everything is going so good. And I I tell her sometimes like, stop, let me be happy. Let me Let me be excited. Let me show my emotions. Let me smile. Let me laugh. Let me dance. And this dark being doesn't know how to do those things. So I know that I still have a lot of work to do. And I want to help this shadow self. I want to help her so bad. And i it's, it's a cat and mouse pull. And it it confuses the fuck out of me. Um, But I think writing, writing to our shadow self can be very healthy and therapeutic. But like I said, this shadow self has been, has been next to me and in front of me for as long as I remember from as young as eight years old. I remember feeling very drawn to sad things and overthinking scenarios and feeling sad or bad about all sorts of shit that, was going on around me and trying to make sense of of everything around me like my parents relationship and and my friends families and I was just so aware as a, as a child that it almost it almost scares me how aware I was where 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 did I learn that and how did I learn that I'm I'm the oldest child so I, I didn't have anybody, you know, next to me telling me to be aware. It's just wild. I think that depression is definitely genetic. And unfortunately, both sides of my family struggle with depression. My mom's side and my dad's side. Before we move on to the second part of the episode, I wanted to share with you guys a CBD company that I... Fucking love. Um, it's Thought Cloud, and you guys, if you follow me on Instagram, maybe you see me post a lot about Thought Cloud. Um, it's one of the first CBD tincture brands that I really tried, but not only do they make tinctures, but they make amazing skincare products now that have CBD in them, and that's what I've been obsessing about recently with my hormonal acne situation. Um, I took myself off birth control about two years ago, two and a half years ago, and my skin is still suffering and my hormones are still balancing out. So I've been using the facial soap bar that has Jaboba oil and CBD. And I've also been using the Jaboba facial oil and let me tell you when i use this oil and i put it on my face it makes my face so incredibly soft it kind of feels like a velvety kind of oil like it's very nourishing to the skin and i've been seeing a huge improvement with my breakouts and my blemishes and my inflammation because i was really suffering with cystic acne And now I'm finally feeling like I'm towards the last couple stages of my hormonal acne journey. And it's been helping me with the scarring and the redding and discoloration of my skin. So I've been using the facial soap and the oil in the morning and at night. You can also put it on like as a layer underneath your makeup, which is good um, so that your makeup is is kind of being put over top of the layer of oil and I feel like that's been helping me a lot um, so if you're interested in checking them out you can go to thoughtcloud.net that's thoughtclou dot net or you can check them out on instagram thoughtcloud and you can just see everything that they offer they have sales sometimes and if you're buying anything, be sure to use my discount code, GYPSYLOVEFLOW. And you can also use that discount code on top of any sale prices. So when, whenever they have a sale, you can also use my code on top of that, GYPSYLOVEFLOW. Um, hope you like it. Let me know if you've tried it and you love it. Write a review about them. And yeah, Thought Cloud CBD. Try it out. Going a little bit deeper into the isolation and confinement stage. So, when I'm in a spiritual hibernation, there's layers of consciousness that start to roll in and you start to receive downloads and you you start to receive like these crazy clarity, you know, thoughts and it's like, "Whoa, where the fuck did that come from?" or "Where did that flashback come from?" or, you know, "Where did that burst of happiness come from?" or "Where did that burst of Emotional like baggage come from, and it's because we are so in tune with our energy. Um, there's layers of awareness that start to unravel after you've been doing this this work, and it's quieting down the ego, and quieting down all of the wants and the needs and the expectations and and the drama and the comparison Um, there's there's a deeper reason that people spend more time alone if you think about it it's like it's very nourishing it's very healing to spend time alone Um, and I used to be that that person that didn't want to be alone ever I lived in a house with like five dudes in college all my best friends drinking, smoking, doing drugs, like there was never a moment that I had to myself and I I thought that was normal. But that's not normal. Like we all need to have time to ourselves to repair, to reflect, to like re- regenerate our thoughts, like if there's somebody breathing down our neck and and watching us live 24/7, like that's not comfortable. I don't want somebody watching me day in, day out with all the things that I do. I look crazy. Like, sometimes when I come home with all of my bags from grocery shopping, I, like, look insane. I don't want somebody here looking at me. I don't want somebody judging me when I'm, like, all, like, pissed off and, like, talking to myself and slamming around the house and cleaning and all disgruntled and shit. Like, that is not what I want. I need I need privacy, I need space to do those things, to let my anger out. The more time I spend alone, it gives me time to really catch up with what's been going on in my life, with who has been giving me negative vibrations, or who I need to let go of, or what past experiences I need to let go of. and. I feel like when it comes to the ego, the ego wants to come out to play and I can catch it much easier now and dissect it right away when I've been focusing on myself and I have more time in isolation because it makes me realize what types of things are triggering my ego to come out and judge me and rip me apart or rip somebody else apart. Like why am I judging that person? why what's going on with me that I'm judging that person what's what's truly happening in my life that I have to dissect the way that that person's living their life um, there will be times when I just start crying and I'm like why are these tears coming why do I feel sad why do I feel lonely why do I feel unworthy why do I f- why do I crave attention from someone who doesn't give two fucks about me like the ego wants to play tricks on us and the ego wants us to do all these stupid things to just to feed the game to feed the little you know childish game um, being in isolation really has helped me get a hold of why I have these highs and lows? You know, what memory is creating this heaviness within me? What flashback is creating this pain in my body and this trauma that I'm holding now in my physical body? Because when we take our, our mental selves back to a traumatic time in our lives, our body is also going to feel that like it it's really hard to disconnect from our past and when you spend a lot more time alone the past is going to start flowing in every minute every hour because that's all that sometimes there is unless you're like Really working on a project, and you're in the moment and you're like productive and you're cleaning the house and this and that, and you're staying busy. But if you're just sitting and you know, stretching or doing yoga or meditating or breathing, there's it's really hard to be present. And the first place that the mind wants to go is the past, and that's what creates our trauma, that's what creates our triggers. To, to feel these in, intense emotions. Whatever it is that triggers us, those thoughts or the comparisons or the judgments, it gets easier with time to squash them and move on. I'm aware of my fucked up thoughts when I am alone. And there's no running, there's no hiding, there's no people around me to distract myself from my over- expanding and crazy mind I'm completely emerged with myself I'm facing my demons I'm facing my triggers I'm facing that dark shadow and not everybody is ready to do that work and if you are in your spiritual solitude, I respect you so much and if you're feeling like you're ready to go into that isolation then Listen to your gut and do it, and try to find that balance of having your life, but also focusing on yourself. Last year, I wasted a lot of my time with toxic people, and a lot of them included men who didn't appreciate me for who I was, and that that opened me up into this clear way of thinking and realizing that I was truly wasting my time and my energy. But it also kind of put me in this haze over how I viewed people. I'm a realist, and I've been scarred by toxic relationships and acquaintances. I teach yoga, and yes, that's been healing me, because when I make people feel good, it makes me feel good. It instantly helps with depression and anxiety when you help people. However, after a year of dealing with strange interactions and wasting my time with dudes who made me question my worth, my view of hanging out with people has been tainted. I no longer desired to leave my house. I, it made me cringe when I would think of going to a bar and spending an hour with, with someone who asked me to hang out. If you haven't listened to my first episode about my new year rock bottom from last year, go listen to episode one and you'll get a lot more details about what went down last year. Um, But, you know, my emotions and my energy has been tainted. And I was like blasted into this cocoon of needing to protect my energy because of how scarred I was by these pieces of shit humans who came into my life like so crazy and randomly and I, I don't like to, st- to say words like this, but I feel so strongly about how, how negative these people were that it's a blessing in disguise that it happened. It truly, truly was. And there's also another, another realm of isolation, which is when you're in a toxic relationship with somebody. When you're in um, an emotional relationship with somebody. When I was in um, my most recent relationship, I alienated myself from my friends. I didn't have the greatest energy in my yoga classes. I didn't like to go out, and I was alienating myself from from my true self. I fucking lost the person who I who I am today. I lost her, and this went out and for you know almost a year or two an entire year of losing myself to someone who didn't have their shit together and to someone who has their own emotional and mental issues of their own. And, you know, I'm not one to judge, but it just wasn't healthy. So now I'm playing catch-up, and I wish I could go back in time and really end that relationship before it even started. Um... When you're in a narcissistic relationship that's full of jealousy and miscommunication and condescending energy, like, you don't want to be around anybody. You don't want to go out. You don't want to create any issues. You don't want to do anything that's going to spark a fight. It's high and low. It's constantly just, like, a fucking game. And so after I broke up with that person, um, and after partying and drinking and dabbling in Miami drugs for a few months after that breakup, um, I then entered another round of isolation, and that round of isolation started this time last year, January of 2018, and that was the beginning of my healing journey in a different way. Um, I was happy that I was single I wasn't depressed because I was single I was definitely ready for it I was ready to move on and do the work and it's you know it's my own fault for being in a relationship with with a man who drove me absolutely bonkers to the point where my aggression became physical and I'm not proud of that. But when you're with somebody that who brings the worst out in you, that's a huge red flag. I have never been physically abusive, maybe to myself I have, but not to another person. Um, except for when I was, you know, in high school, and me and my mom would get in like these crazy arguments because I was just raging. Um, with depression and anxiety, and all these pills that they were feeding me, so that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other story. But yeah, like I'm not saying that it's okay that I that the bad side of me came out, but I think it was a blessing in disguise. My anger and resentment issues, my control issues, these are all things that I'm working through now that I've had the time to breathe and be alone and not not be, you know, smothered with a relationship that is toxic. Because when we have so many things going on in our personal universe, it's it makes it that much more challenging to get through it when you have another set of eyes on you. Um, I can't help but feel like I'm the reason why all my relationships have failed and I know that it it takes two people to have a relationship and it's usually not just one person who's the main cause of the fail of the relationship but like I truly do feel like it was my fault in most of them because of my my fucked up mental state my emotional well being pills that I was on for anxiety or depression that were like making me a different person, like, uh, physically abusive, or verbally abusive, or just, like, mean, I'm not proud of that at all. And I can't even, I can't even bear to fake who I am anymore. I, I can't mask my darkness anymore. And I'm just, I can't play that game. When I meet somebody new, or I, I meet somebody who's interested in talking to me there's the shadow self inside that that dark shadow self that says don't even waste your time you're too crazy they're gonna realize how fucked up you are in the head and they're gonna go far far away because i my shadow self tells me that i'm just really good at faking being normal and I'm so sick and tired of being told that. There's nobody in this life who is completely normal, and we all have mental illness in one way, shape, or form, whether it's big, small, minuscule, we all have like little tweaks and, and fucked up things that we're going through. And for me to tell myself that I'm not worthy of like having a connection with somebody new. Is it's traumatizing and it's it's not healthy and I've been working really hard to switch that grip and to tell myself that I'm worthy of having somebody want to be interested in me and want to take me out and I shouldn't put myself in the gutter and be like oh no you're too crazy like you don't deserve to go out on a date that's just fucking insane you know, if I keep pushing myself into this like unworthy hole, then I'm never gonna get out. And we need to we need to get ourselves out of this. When I when I get into like a new relationship or something, it's like this game of of oh, I wonder how long this this amazing portion of the relationship will go um, this round until I break it and show them that that I'm crazy and that my true colors are 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 dark and that I have pain and, and my lack of self esteem and my, my plethora of, of injuries and this and that and my crazy way of eating and my orthorexia and all this shit. Like these are the things that that's real. This is why I'm so I'm so protected by my shadow self because she won't let me get in a relationship just yet because she's taking up too much space and she's making me feel like i'm unworthy and i feel like this has this has been an ongoing issue and spending a lot of time alone in isolation has has surfaced this and made me realize that this is what's going on you know having depression and ocd in a relationship is probably the most embarrassing thing, and that's probably the main reason why I, I'm not that excited to dive into a relationship. I'm not ready, and it's just too much. A relationship between two people is a bond, it's a union of all their fucked up shit, all their turmoil going on in their two universes, and meshing it together. There shouldn't be a facade, there shouldn't be, like, oh I'll tell them about this like in two months or I wonder how long I can just like not tell them about this thing that's that you know the shadow self of me I I'm so tired of hiding you know there should be a dialogue from the start that opens us up into a vulnerable place just so we can get everything out on the table and if they're not meant for us, then they're not meant for us. But at least we sh- we shine awareness on our dark side so that we're not wasting our time or our energy. Because if we're going to hide the things that are, are really giving us a hard time in our lives, then that's just making ourselves feel worse and worse and worse. It's like stuffing a huge comforter and tons and tons of blankets and sheets in a fucking dryer that, that won't hold it all. It's just it's just too much. It's way too much to handle. And a true partner is someone who's gonna help us through the fuckery that we're going on. And instead of making you feel guilty, they should feel they should feel like they can just understand you and make you feel understood. If they make you feel amazing when you're struggling and not guilty about it, then that's a keeper. Someone who can help you bring humor into your day and, and you know, someone who can bring light into even serious situations. And even if you're feeling bitter one day, like finding ways to joke around and, and find ways to lighten it up. I need somebody like that because I need somebody that will balance me out. And I love when I, when I meet somebody who just makes me laugh at myself in a way or just, like, has a bunch of jokes and just funny. Like, I need that shit because I'm a fire sign. I'm a Sag. I'm serious. I'm, I'm emotional. I'm always coming up with crazy ideas, and I'm, I feel overwhelmed, and I'm overloaded, and I'm, it's just it's too much sometimes, and I need somebody to balance me out. I need somebody who is willing to let me just be crazy and not question me all the time and just even though I'm working through some of my bad um, habits, you know, not being judged all the time. that's, That's what makes a healthy relationship thrive because when both people are just constantly judging each other and trying to fix each other and trying to change each other, that's just feeding the fire of resentment. Like, no filters. When I meet somebody who is going to be on that vibe, I think maybe I'll know. Maybe it'll click, and I'm just going to be like, oh, shit, all right, yeah, I get it. You be you, I be me, no hiding, none of that bullshit, let's, let's do this. I think that when I when I see people who have these relationships of manifesting their lover, their soulmate, it's like part of me wants to go and like throw up and then part of me really hopes that it's true. But I'm not really sure. I'm going to end this episode with a quote from one of my favorite books. Called when things fall apart, and it's written by Pima Shodron If I'm if I'm saying that right, I hope so. I will link it in the show notes. Um, and it, this little excerpt I I read when I was in Bali, and I went to Bali this year. So even though I was in a spiritual solitude this year, I still made it very important to go on a few different little trips, and I. I had the opportunity to go to Bali with three people, and it was, it was a magical experience. And this, this page of this book really screamed at me when I was reading it. I hope you like it. This part of the, of the book is called Cool Loneliness. She says, not wandering in the world of desire is another way of describing cool loneliness a form of loneliness is avoiding unnecessary activity when we're lonely in a hot horny way we look for something to save us we look for a way out we get this queasy feeling that we call loneliness and our minds just go wild trying to come up with companions to save us from our despair that's called unnecessary activity it's a way of keeping ourselves busy so we don't have to feel any pain. It could take the form of obsessively daydreaming of true romance, or turning a tidbit of gossip into a six o'clock news, or even going off by ourselves into the wilderness. The point is that all these activities, we are seeking companionship in our usual habitual, using our same old perspective, repetitive ways of distancing ourselves from the demon loneliness. Could we stop trying to escape from being lonely with ourselves? Relaxing with loneliness is a worthy occupation. And that is from When Things Fall Apart by Pima Chodron. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to that episode of The Vibe Within. It means the absolute world to me that you're spending time and energy listening to me Talk about things that are not so easy for me to talk about. Um, I am using this podcast as a channel, as as a way to communicate with you guys in a deeper expression than just Instagram. Um, as much as I love Instagram, I I need more solid connection. I need. I need to really feel uh, a different energy in 2019. So I hope that you're digging all the topics that uh, I'm bringing into the episodes. And if you would like to connect with me, follow me on Instagram, Gypsy Love Flow. It's all one word: G Y P S Y L O V E F L O W. Gypsy Love Flow. I'm always posting about other podcasts. I'm always posting about CBD and mental health and healing and all sorts of fun stuff. Um, all I ask is that if you're digging this podcast, please review, rate, subscribe. It really helps new podcasts get noticed. And I really want this podcast to reach as many people as it can to help anybody um, who's suffering, who's going through a traumatic time in life who needs some motivation or just tips and tricks to get through this period of their lives. Share it with your friends, your family, your coworkers. screenshot if you've listened and tag me on Instagram so I can see that you're listening and let me know what you think. I, I love you guys and thank you so much for just listening and being there and being part of this community. Um... If you like the music in my podcast in the opening and the credits and sponsors and whatever it's by Dirty Art Club and I will put him in the show notes. He's a really really amazing and talented DJ. You can find him on Spotify, you can find him on SoundCloud and YouTube and all all the things. So, yeah, I hope you guys are having an amazing year so far and we will chat soon. Bye. I'm